0: Before we get to today's episode of Off the Bench on the Wizards Podcast Network, we want to remind you to download the Wizards app as the season approaches. On the go and in the palm of your hand, the official Washington Wizards team app is your mobile home for all things Wizards. Everything you need to know when it comes to game previews and recaps, radio broadcasts, and stats, all at the touch of a button. You can even access the Monumental Sports Network and the Wizards Podcast Network with ease. Download the official Wizards team app today.
1: All right, Wizards fans, welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Jackson Filio with Chris Gehring and a very, very special guest, head coach Scott Brooks. Coach, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. Very, very special. Wow. Yeah, I think I'm so. You guys.
1: So let's start with preseason game number one. It was a few days ago, but I think it's worth backtracking a bit just because of how interesting a situation teams are in this year. This was your guys' first exposure to the protocols and procedures that the league has in place um, obviously to to curb the spread of of COVID-19. And, you know, it's going to be something that everybody has to deal with all season long when they're traveling. What was your first impression of that from travel to dining to hotel, everything?
2: Yeah. You know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought. I thought we were going to be like so restricted that it was going to really bother, you know, how we play the game. But I, I, I thought, the NBA has done a great job, and our team and our performance team and our medical staff has really laid it out for us. And it, they've actually made it really easy. I mean, the travel, the getting to the, to the city, the getting to New York, the bus situation, I mean, it's, it's different because now it's so spread out. I think we have, I don't know, 10, 10 players or, or 8 to 10 people on a bus, so there's more buses. Um, the meals are delivered to your room. Um, the shoot arounds were not very rarely, or we're going to have a shoot around at the arena just because of all the, the processes that we have to go through and all the testing is it's pretty convenient. I mean, it, it's, they've done a great job of really uh, making it as easy as, as possible for all the players and coaching staff to go through it. But uh, no complaints. Uh, I, thought, I thought we handled everything pretty well.
1: So I mentioned Brooklyn. It was game number one, as I said, and obviously playing without a, a bunch of key guys, without Brad, without Ross, no DB, no Ish, um, no Jerome Robinson. Um, but it gave everybody a good chance to just get out there and warm up their legs. It, it's been you know, a strange offseason for everybody. As you take a look at the game and take a look at camp, when, when you're evaluating what a preseason is and what it needs to be going into a year, what, what constitutes success in that time period?
2: I'm just taking advantage of every day and not having a wasted uh, moment. I thought our guys very uh, from the very first practice competed. And I've always told the guys how you get better as a team is by pushing each other and how you respect, how you gain the respect of your teammates, especially the younger players is by just working hard every day, challenging your teammates every day. And then come game time, whether it's an exhibition or a regular season game, then, then that's when you pull for your teammates but you challenge them, you compete against them in every drill, every scrimmage. And I thought we've done that. This has been, uh, I thought our best camp since I've been here. I thought last year we really uh, set the table of how we want to play. And I thought this year, Tommy has done a great job of bringing some really good players uh, to the to the young mix that we had along with Brad coming back. But I thought the camp was very competitive so far.
0: Obviously the the marquee player, that's that's new, is one that you're very familiar with. And obviously you've talked about Russ a lot. But speaking of that energy and that daily grind and just utmost professionalism, I mean, those are things that as fans from afar, as basketball fans from afar, we know that about Russell Westbrook. It's It's very well documented. But for you as a coach who coached him as a young player and then now you have him as really a well-rounded veteran leader, how has he kind of grown into that leadership role? And um, how does that kind of reinforce a tone that we know that you know Brad sets every day in practice, but how much does it help to have him kind of reinforcing that from an all-NBA type of standpoint?
2: Yeah, there's so many, Chris, there's so many things uh, I love about my job, being in the NBA and being able to coach all these world-class athletes and, and people, uh, I, I, just to see their growth. Uh, I had Russell for seven years. Uh, a lot of conversations, a lot of film rooms, a lot of tough conversations, a lot of great moments and memories and experiences, and a lot of not so good ones. And but to see him, you know, really evolve as a as a as a person, the maturation process has just been great for me to see. Married, uh, three beautiful kids. And just to see him around his family is really a cool experience. Uh, when I was when I was coaching him when he was 20, I never thought about that, uh, and he never thought about that. But you know, it's been it's been great. Uh, the transition coming back uh, from my days of coaching him to now it's just been I wouldn't say night and day. It's, it's different because he's in a de- uh, he's in a different place uh, in a good place. Very good. I like, I like, um, I like, um, he's a lot, he's a lot nicer. He's a lot nicer now that he has, now that he has kids, he understands that you have to be patient. And a lot of times as a player, he wasn't always patient. Now he understands patience is very important.
1: Russ is Russ and Brad really have obviously garnered so much of the attention over the last couple of weeks and, and for good reason. And, There's been lots of discussion about Rui heading into his second year, what sort of progression he can make. Denny looked great in in preseason game number one. Who's somebody that we're not talking about that's really stood out to you over the last couple of weeks?
2: You know, and we talked about this as a coaching staff uh, yesterday, is Jaul Neto. Uh, Always really liked his game from afar. Uh, But what he's done the last, you know, two weeks has been pretty – pretty cool to see because came out of nowhere, Tom. It's another guy that Tommy picked up, um, last minute. Um, we always had our eyes on him, but we didn't think that we can get him. Uh, but we were able to pick him up and he's really, he's impressive. He he comes, he just does his job every day and every day you just, you, you notice that he just chips away, chips away and he, and he grows on you. He's a, he's a competitor. He is competitive as anybody on our team. He's feisty. He doesn't, he's not the biggest guy, not the quickest guy, but he doesn't give up any 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 real estate on the floor. He fights for everything. Uh, great shooter. He's been he's been to me he's been a, a surprise. And you know we have you know with cash our, our draft choice we have a lot of guys to that spot but I think he's going to put a lot of pressure and a good pressure on me and the staff is to try to find him opportunities uh to get on the court like he's a winning basketball player that that just uh you could just tell that he just has an edge to him but a competitive spirit i I love about that i
0: had to i had to look back at the box score because like when we got done with the game and i was like looking back at game one i was like wow we scored 17 points and i didn't really realize that he got to the line 10 times um those little kinds of those little things that veterans do to help you win games and especially like 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 that first game climbing back into games um how much focus do you put on that in in, a, in camp or like in a time like this versus you know as you get closer into the season and you're starting to break down specific opponents and and weaknesses that you want to exploit on a night-to-night basis
2: yeah i mean you you when you have players like that like uh how is the they do those intangibles those winning basketball plays they, they just impact the game and and you know that you have one when you can go back at the game. Like Chris, you said he, you didn't realize he had 17. I'm the same way. I didn't realize he had 17 points and you know made nine out of 10 free throws. I knew he had a solid game, but that just tells you he does a lot of he does a lot of good things uh, and he's solid. And to me, the toughness along with just being solid uh, creates successful plays, um, play after play. And I think he does that. You never see him try to do the spectacular thing, but he just tries to do the right thing. And that's what we we're trying to build our program program on. We have some spectacular players, Brad and Russell, they're dynamic and they can do just incredible things. But when you really win, you have all your team just locking into just being solid.
1: To switch gears to the important stuff here. Last week, the league announced that they're going to relax the restrictions on coaches' attire on the sideline this year. Sunday. I believe across the board it was quarter zips for everybody. Is that the is that the look we should expect to see all season long?
2: I think you're gonna see quarter zips and polo shirts. It's a it's a it's pretty. I think it's great. I was I was against it, you know, before the bubble. I like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna look good. You're gonna have you're gonna have just a lot of different looks, but I'll tell you what, it it I think it looks pretty, pretty good. It's uniform and it forces you to stay in shape. Right, <laughs> that suit can't put on a jacket suit, to hide it. Jacket, you can hide that extra pounds. Uh, but I, 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 we got a pretty well-conditioned staff, so it's been, it's been good. I think it looks good. It looks athletic, and you can move around. I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's pretty restrictive if you move around with a suit, and and some arenas are pretty hot, and you're sweating, and it's not, it's usually not a good look after, and doesn't, not a good smell as well after after the game, but. I think it's good. I think it's going to be a, a cool look throughout the season.
1: You've got a good reputation for being well-dressed around the league. Are you going to have to start wearing them during practice to scratch the fashion itch or something like
2: that? <laughs> right. It's like, I got all these, I got these, uh, my daughter picks out my ties and I, I got to tell her we're going to save a lot of money. Cause she, she doesn't go for the, like the, the, the inexpensive ties. She wants the, <laughs> the nice ties, the expensive ones, but it's, I, I, like I said, it's good. I think our player, our, our coaches love it. They love it. It's a lot easier to pack. You don't have to worry about, you know, packing four or five suits on a, a long five game road trip out West.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be taking your guys' cues. I have my Wizards polos and quarter zips lined up as well. And we're all looking forward to that. Um, it, from your time in the bubble, I mean, is there, is there anything to take from that experience and in place into this one since it's kind of like traveling bubbles? um and especially I guess in ways that you're preparing like from game to game is that is is that going to change anything or do you think that it'll be a little bit closer to normal since you'll be in your home arena you'll be in your home practice gym and kind of get to develop at least some uh some amount of routines
2: yeah you know I think it I think it um it's going to be as close to normal as possible. I mean, it, it is it is tough and it's difficult and it's it's strange as not having the fans uh, 30, 30 teams miss their fan base. Uh, we're no different. It's it's definitely tough. Uh, it's just a weird feeling going into the 18, 20,000 seat arena have nobody there but we understand that it's, it's the right thing to do. Um, safety is, is extremely important through, through these times right now, but it, the, the league has done a, a great job with the protocol and making it as normal as possible, the practice floor or a home arena. We haven't played a home game yet, but it's definitely going to be different not having our fans there.
1: I mentioned Denny a little bit earlier. I want to hone in on him a little. You've spoken very highly of how he's looked over the last few weeks, but specifically to his, his shooting. And we don't want to use one preseason game as, as the example. That's way too small a sample size. But he was three of three from three-point range. But you listen to guys talk about him after practices over the last couple of weeks, and everybody's spoken really, really highly of his shooting. I forget who it was. Somebody, jokingly, very, very jokingly, even compared it to like like DB's stroke. So clearly there's something there. He's shooting well. Is that, I guess, what have you seen on that front? And has it surprised you? Because it was not listed as one of his strengths in a lot of the scouting no, reports. No. Leading up to-
2: and and that, that's very, that guy was, that, that was a good joke. That guy was listening. <laughs> uh, not DB, DB is elite. There's probably three guys, four guys, maybe even five that can shoot the ball like he does. But with, with Danny, six for six, first, first game is uh, he's it's really set him up for failure the rest of the year, right? Because yeah. his next myth, miss is going to say, oh, I knew it. He wasn't a good shooter. Uh, but I, I, one thing I've noticed that I, I heard that he wasn't, you know, that's not his, his, his strength, that it, it was a work in progress. But I think his shot's good. Uh, I think it can get better. But I think it's good now. He has good mechanics. He shoots it with confidence. He doesn't hesitate. When you hesitate, you, you very rarely make it. I don't I don't see that in him. I think he has a chance to be a really good uh, three point shooter. And the key and the key is to keep the keep put working on working on it and get your reps up, but also taking good shots. I think that's a thing that I that's kind of underrated so far, uh, with what I've seen is he takes pretty good shots. Uh, even in I mean the, the six shots that he took were all good shots. Uh, down, I mean, the the, the practices, the, all pretty good shots. So I think that's going to help his his confidence because you're going to see the ball and go in the basket more often if it's good shots.
1: So, we'll get you out of here on this one. Um, as we lead into a double dose of Detroit here, Thursday and Saturday, um, you know, it, it's under normal circumstances, that would be unique, but it's, it's something we got to get used to going into this season because there's a lot of that, the way the league restructured the schedule to, to minimize travel and things like that. Do you prepare any differently for situations like that where you're going to play a team twice in a row? And It's not necessarily always a back-to-back. There's a day in between this one. There's going to be days in between later in the season, but seeing the same team twice in a row, how does that impact how you prepare for it?
2: Yeah, it's definitely not, not uh, common in the regular season in a normal season, but this is not normal. I think it's going to be, uh, kind of like a little mini playoff series. where You're gonna be able to make your adjustments, have a game plan in the first game and then uh, make some adjustments and then and think about some of the adjustments they will make and try to counter that beam before the game starts for, uh, on game two. But I think it, it's gonna be great. I think it's, it's also, you know, as you, the, the more you play against the team and if you can play on a team in a real like a playoff setting you end up having a little bit of like uh, maybe hatred's a, the wrong word, too strong of a word, but a dislike for your opponent. And I think it's a healthy dislike. And I think when you have when you when you when we have that back-to-back games, I think you're going to be able to see that with player matchups and team matchups.
1: Well, coach, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time. And best of luck, as we said, with with things with Detroit this weekend and the rest of practices leading up to the season opener next week.
2: Appreciate it guys. Have a good day.